It's the favorites presented by FanDuel. Football season is here and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because their app is safe, secure, and easy to use. And when I win, I get paid fast. So use promo code favorites and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more. This football season must be 21 or older and in select states. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. In Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, call 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY four six seven three six nine in New York. Tennessee red line is one eight hundred eight eight nine nine seven eight nine. Call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming or visit www gambler net in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. We are starting off week 13 in the NFL, post-Thanksgiving. I am joined, as I am in every episode, by my co-host, my companion, my compadre, my BFF, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. <laughs> Chad, how you doing, buddy? We are going to speak in English accents for the entire show in honor of uh, the U.S. playing Iran in the World Cup because football is an English game. We tied England over Thanksgiving, Simon. How did that make you feel as a citizen of uh, both countries? As a Brit, it made me feel proper embarrassed. As an American, it made me feel pretty proud to see a USA uh, I don't know, not not dominate a game, but they kind of did, right? It felt like they took a totally tangle in that whole match. Again, nothing surprising here. America is very big. England's a little island uh, that somehow conquered the world at one point. It, it sh we should beat them, but yeah, my household was definitely split. I would say uh, a lot of curse words were thrown around uh, early on in that match, but it is fun. Again, as as a, a fan of sports. You only get it every four years, Chad, like you said, the World Cup's every four years. So having a unique experience of having the World Cup with Thanksgiving, it was interesting. I don't know if I like it, but it was definitely interesting. I prefer it in the summer just because it's something else to do. But uh, listen, it's a yeah. great event. And by the way, welcome to everybody who's listening on AMP. Quick recap on week 12 before we get to week 13. We were two and three in the contest. We lost the Foxhole, Saints plus nine and a half. Simon says was Jags plus four. We won that. The exact decision was Atlanta plus four and a half. Lost that. Cincy uh, minus one and a half was the big balls. Scooch roulette. You had the Pats plus three. You lost. I had Cincy minus one and a half. I won. Our final five, Jags plus three and a half. Jets minus six and a half. Atlanta four and a half. Seattle three and a half. Saints nine and a half. Atlanta, Saints fucking excruciating. <laughs> excruciating just like the saints especially look yeah. that game went exactly as we thought it would go we thought the saints would have a chance to keep it close certainly mm -hmm. within the nine and a half points alvin Kamara fumble on the one yard line trying to get 
into the tu- into the end zone. Turnover on downs with two minutes left. Yeah. Pick that the Saints returned to the five yard line only to have it nullified by uh, illegal hands by <laughs> the same defensive back who committed a flagrant personal foul to put the 49ers in scoring position to score the field goal that put them up 13 nothing. It was terrible. It was <laughs> fucking terrible, along with Seattle not being able to stop Josh Jacobs yeah. and having every chance to cover that game. And then Atlanta, that turnover at the end with the tip ball, when you're on the goal line and you have been going down the field, running the ball with one of the most dynamic players in Cordero Patterson, and you decide to put it in Marcus Mariota's hands, Simon, Simon, it it makes me forget about the fact we didn't get jagged. We got lucky in that one. And that the Cardinals, who we both had at plus, at plus three or plus four or whatever, we also got lucky with that one. But fuck. It was a brutal day. It was brutal. <laughs> no, I mean, that's just gambling. It makes you appreciate the good weeks, brother. We're two-thirds the way done, so it's a little sad. We only have one-third of the season left, but I look at it as, yeah, the bounces just go our way. So I take a little bit of the blame in the sense that those are your two babies, the Saints and Atlanta, but I agreed with it. I liked the, where you were coming from. They were both good dogs. Where I screwed up was should have taken the Browns. Like, I feel like we talked about it earlier in the week. We were both on it, and Cincy. Yeah. Yeah. The Cincy one sucked because I got scared off about a really smart group coming in on them. Did we get lucky on that one? Sure. All right. Tennessee missed a field goal. That game probably should have landed on one. That would have been a brutal beat. But the Saints one just irked me the worst of way. Because all the stuff you also said happened where they missed all these opportunities. But the, the missed field goal, the kicker stuff just kills me. It's like you have the easiest, not the easiest job, but it's it's literally do your job. Hit a 39-yard field goal. And we just needed one more field goal. We would have, we would have covered that number because again it was a thirteen nothing game. Yeah. So that was one of those where I I was hoping we would get to the three and two. I was counting on the Saints because as soon as that Seahawks game started, like even when we talked beforehand, it felt really public. Um, the juju was just going the wrong way. Like Geno yeah. Smith was throwing picks. Uh, like you said, Jacobs was running. So this week, you know, it feels like a good week to bounce back. There's a lot of good matchups we like and. I talk to you all the time, Chad. If our worst weeks are two and three, it's a pretty damn good year. So uh, through 12 weeks, we're still at 67% for the season, still in the money. We need a good week here, though, just because we got lucky. Everyone else had a bad week last week, so only lost a game. Um, I thought we were going to drop a couple, but yeah. the leader only went four and one, three and two, so we we're, we're in a good spot still. I feel pretty good about the Jags at plus 750 to win the AFC South. Like, you look at what they have. Don't do this. Don't even stop speaking. You're going to jinx this team. Don't do it. They still play the Titans twice, I think. I like their schedule. It would be interesting if they somehow did it. But, yeah, Yeah. it'd be pretty crazy for them to finish up the season. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. All right. It's week 13. Here we go. On Thursday night, we have the Buffalo Bills, four-and-a-half-point favorites over the New England Patriots. Patriots are getting 64% of the money. This this line has moved down from five and a half. 58% of the bets on the bills. We've got a pro-Joe matchup here. If I'm leaning one way or the other, I'd lean, uh-huh. I'd lean New England plus four and a half at home. Short week. It rarely does it rarely does it work out to go with the public, but uh, I'll finally give in. I'll, I'll jump on the public side for this game. I hate it because I want to take a divisional dog at home but we are taking it like you you no, want to take you're, you're saying you're going with the bills, bills here. 
Yeah. I just don't know if the Patriots have done enough to stop what Josh Allen does so well. I've seen them play two running quarterbacks this year. You know what Justin Fields did against them, Chad. I like, do. We, we can't just simply throw that out. So that's my fear right now where it's uh, everything in my body, I want all the numbers as well, like this number I make it for, so I'm getting value right now on the Patriots. Screams for me to take the Patriots in this game. But there's just something about this Bills team that I think they've had a couple letdown spots here, but it's been more so about their defense has been letting these teams back in. And I know Mac played incredible against the Vikings, but this is not a good matchup for him against a Bills team that kind of takes away what he likes to do, which is he's a type of style passer he likes to throw against his own. The Bills don't run the zone that often. And I know they looked, you know, human against that Detroit team indoors there. But this is finally going to be back in their element outdoors playing in an ugly divisional game. So I'm not going to make it one of our four because I already know Chad. He's doing the smart thing. Like you you always take divisional home dogs in these spots. It's going to be good for you. But I just I can't trust this Patriots defense where I've seen them perform very well against bad quarterbacks, but I've seen them getting torched by good quarterbacks and especially mobile quarterbacks. Like not saying Justin Fields all world. That's just such a huge advantage. If you're another team has slow linebackers and you're a running quarterback, anytime the play breaks down, you can take off. So Josh Allen, every week they say his arm's been getting better. Um, you see him mess a couple throws last week, but I do think he's improved. He's he has improved as the weeks have gone along here. They should have lost that Detroit game. I think in the public's mind, they did lose it. So uh, you know. I'm not going to overreact to what happened last week, and I'd probably go Buffalo here. All right. Well, we're definitely not going to be on the same side here. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. You're going by the book. I'm going by the book. <laughs> by the way, I not for nothing, I went by the book with the Lions plus 10, and you're like, no way, and the book was right. <laughs> I'm proud of you for winning that one bet last week. Oh, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> no, you're, I you since, love victory laughs. By the way. Cincinnati, I was all over Cincy. You waved me off that because of the fucking wise guys. Like, don't give me this. Don't, don't, do not come after me and try to be sympathetic and be like, oh, I'm a professional guy. I had plenty yeah. of games I liked. You waved me off. That's fine. It happens. We're in a partnership here. Act like you've been there before. Jesus. <laughs> Titans plus five and a half visiting the Eagles. I love the Titans here. Mistake. Um, mistake. Yeah. All right, genius. <laughs> Tell me. Tell me. It stinks. This line stinks. This stinks. This stinks. Why is this not three? Why is this not three and a half? The Titans want to run the ball. The Eagles cannot stop the run. Bizarro world line. So walk right into the fucking trap, Chad, with the rest of the public. Take the Titans. Everyone's going to. I wanted to. I immediately was like, yeah, give me six. Thank you. And we've seen a drop, which makes you feel great, right? If you get the six, now it's five and a half. But this line stinks the holy hell. I don't know why this isn't closer to three, three and a half. That makes more sense. The maybe the book is overvaluing the Eagles still, but I don't I don't see that. This Titans team has been winning people money. That was their first non-cover last week in seven straight weeks. So the public is on the Titans. The public does not trust the Eagles. The Eagles I agree with people saying they got lucky last week. It felt like they did. If Rodgers didn't go out, they probably weren't going to cover that game. So me, I, I'm with Chad right away. I wanted to take the Titans. They're just variable as a dog. I blindly take the number and I take the money line. Um, this week, I will take the Eagles in a matchup that 
I think their defense is going to get it right against a, a, a team that is just simply take away the run. What the hell is Tannehill going to do? We've seen it time and time again. This guy cannot make the plays you need him to make. So uh, I'll back my Eagles here as an under six-point favorite. Titans, uh, one of the better running teams. Eagles, bottom five against the run. Eagles like to use the run. Titans, best rushing defense in the NFL. Mike Vrabel, I think we've agreed. Top five strategic coach in the NFL. He knows the rules. He knows what his team is. He doesn't try to get them to be what they're not. They believe in him. Uh, 75% against the spread in his career as a favorite, of th- as an underdog of three or more. Um, again, like, dude, you're going rogue two straight games. Two straight games, you are defying every precedent, every rule, everything that we know about making smart decisions in betting and betting the other side. I'm curious. I wrote the book, Chad. That's the issue. Well, actually, no, I wrote the book. It's called The Odds. It was a bestseller. You wrote New York bestsellers. The book I wrote, that's not something on paper, Chad. Yeah. Well, all I know is right now I'm making a note. I'm making a note how much you love the Bills. Simon loves the Bills. <laughs> never and, said I love. Never said I love them. I said Simon I would take loves them. and Eagles. Chad loves New England and Tennessee. So now we know. Now well, we know. Just take a step back though and realize this line was plus two last week. Are the sports books your friends, Chad? I didn't know that. Are you? Are the sports books here just to give you money? So you should be worried when they're out here being like, no, let's move this line from two across a key number of three up to a key number of six. So again, the pros, I think that's a smart play hitting the six on the Tennessee. I agree with it. Uh, It's fishy, fishy, fishy line. Just telling people to be careful here. The books are not your friends. You know, who's my friend? Me. You. (laughs) Even when we're, even when, you know, you try to make me upset, we're still going to be friends. Um, (laughs) You know, the Packers, I don't even know who's playing quarterback for this team. I don't even know who's playing quarterback for the Bears. Uh, but we're talking about the Packers and the Bears and the line at FanDuel right now is Packers minus four. Look, this Bears team, I think Darnell Mooney out for the year. Eddie Jackson injured. They're signing safeties off the street. Justin Fields separated left shoulder. They're still saying maybe he'll play this weekend. Shut it down. Shut the yeah. whole fucking thing down. Don't win another game. Get a <laughs> really good draft pick. Get what you need on defense. Get what you need on offense. Protect Justin Field. We've seen enough about what you can do to game plan for him. Start building towards next year. Don't be heroes. I don't have an opinion yeah. on the game. Though. Yeah. I feel like the Lions kind of telling us that Rodgers will most likely be back now that it's moving that way. Um which is also dumb for Green Bay. What are you guys playing for as well? You should be trying to get a good draft pick and showcasing Jordan Love. Like this would be nice for you guys to move along or move away from Jordan Love in the sense that you gave Rodgers the deal. You're not getting out of that money. That's guaranteed money you gave him. Just like sadly the Broncos, they gave guaranteed money. You can't just shift that off the books and no one's going to be buying either of those quarterbacks in my opinion. I mean, you never know with Rodgers. Maybe people could say it was just the injuries and he had no talent around him. I think we all can agree he just hasn't looked the same this year. Um, so in this matchup, 
I, I'm kind of with Chad where I want to take Green Bay that I feel like the Bears, they've really reached that point of the injuries catching up to them. I think Eddie Jackson's now again shut down, um, yeah. who's arguably their best player this year on defense. He's a rookie yeah. too. I love I love his style um, watching him on tape. So, yeah, it's it's just all bad for the Bears team. They've just they've kind of you know not that they they've given away this year, but I think what Chad just talked about. They had a lot to rebuild. They need a lot of pieces. So for them, tank this year that makes sense. Green Bay, I still think they have somewhat of hope. So if it is Rodgers, that's the side I'll go with. But sitting here on Tuesday, we don't know who the quarterback is nothing from me. So I want to remind people because this next game that we're talking about with the Jaguars and the Lions. Simon and I were all over Jacksonville at plus 750 to win the AFC South. We were also all over the Lions over six and a half wins. We were also (laughs) all over the Bears under five and a half wins and also all over the Jets under, I think, six and a half or five and a half wins. So the Jets is done. We still got long shots with with the other three. Probably more than, probably better than long shots with the Lions and with the Bears. So this next matchup, so many implications for us personally. Jaguars on the road at Detroit. They are, what are we seeing here? I'm, I'm looking at so many different lines right now. Hold on. It's down to minus one, minus one and a half. Yeah, it's minus one and a half at FanDuel. Um, yeah, it's coming down. The money, it's, it's coming down because the money is coming in on the Lions. Very close splits though. No, no. No, so basically, so this morning, I mean, you did that show, Green Dot Daily, and I'd written in, I don't know when that meeting was, say 9.30. So I said 9.55, I wrote in Jaguars plus one and a half. By 10.15, it already flipped the minus one for the Jaguars. So I took it out and put a different team in, in just the sense that the value was shifting so quick, I didn't know what it was going to be by the time we showed up. So this is clearly the pros are taking a stance here. They're coming in heavy on Jacksonville. I was going to bet them just because I really loved what I saw for Trevor Lawrence. I'm sucked. I'm sucked back in, Chad. It's just, yes. I, I he literally did in that game exactly what I envisioned him being this season. He's a big body, strong athlete, smart, and get the ball downfield. And that's what you saw in that final two minute drive. It's really hard to describe that look, that feeling, but that quarterback style. That's why he was such a highly touted prospect. Not many guys can just thread it right down the field with pace and accuracy like he kept doing in that game. Tight windows, so. They figured it out, hopefully, right? That's what we were all saying to ourselves. Hopefully they figured it out during the bye week. I don't know if they have. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm terrified of this number. Well, I loved it at one and a half because I thought that was great value for the Jaguars. Now it's slipped to minus one and a half. That's a little scary back in that number. That's a big movement. That's a, that's a lot of movement. So um, another of these games where I was on the Jaguars, now I'm going to have to wait and see and try to figure out this out better where I could be walking into it. I just feel like the Jaguars is a smart play here. Detroit. I love what they've done, but just talent-wise, the Jaguars have more of it. And I still think that what we saw from Detroit, those coaching was, they should have beat the Bills. Like the coaching, those timeouts, all of it at the end of the game, that's my that's my issue with Campbell. Like I love the rah-rah-rah stuff, but the technical stuff's a big issue. So for Doug, who's been here, I just – I got to I gotta keep going with my guys and taking the Jaguars, but – I'm not going to just give it out blindly this here on a Tuesday. So I'd wait and see because you already missed the best of the value. Like the plus one and a half, that was a that was a big deal. Now that it's gone, I'd wait. But wait for what? Because it's only probably going to go. Well, it's a plus one and a half for the Lions right now. No clue where it's going to go though. That's yeah, I don't know where it's going to go either. It's, it's too early. So do I see this ever getting to three? 
No, but if it does, you bet your ass I'm on Detroit. If there's no injuries and Detroit's healthy, I will be on Detroit a plus three because um, I have this game right at a pick. That's why, again, I thought good value on the Jaguars. Now it's flipped a little bit, but I just don't want to back the lines. I'd still still like the Jaguars, but to me, I'd hope to get it back closer to a pick or at least minus one. Just minus one and a half, I wouldn't do that, that key number. Oh, I love the Lions so much. I love betting on this team. I love rooting for this team. They're fun. They're the best. They just they bring me joy. They really do. I might have to end up betting the Lions in that game. <laughs> Soccer fans, tournament action is heating up, and now is the perfect time to give FanDuel a shot because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in free bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to goal scored to corners. Right now, my favorite World Cup bet is Portugal to win it all. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. FanDuel is also now live in Maryland. Marylanders, make sure you get in on the action with great offers boosts just for you. So don't miss your chance at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel with promo code FAVORITES. Make every moment more with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Must be 21 or older and in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets and expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. one 877 770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. The Browns, listen, Deshaun Watson's back. Deshaun Watson is back. The Browns came through for Jacoby Brissett in his last start of the year. I said to my kid, we were watching the game. I'm like, listen, it's the last half of Jacoby Brissett football we're going to get for a while. We better enjoy it. We celebrated it. We celebrated it with a big win at plus three and a half. <laughs> Seven point favorites on the road. Deshaun Watson returns to Houston. The NFL is wicked. They're just wicked, you know? making the the suspension exactly what it was to have him come back uh, in his first game at Houston. Is it wrong to want to take the Texans here? <laughs> well, a lot of fans gave me a lot of love because I yelled at you last week because you were telling us we had to take Houston. I said I refused, and Miami clearly <laughs> was the better side. But that's just one of those where I, I get where Chad's coming from. These Eventually, it has to catch up. The books have to get Houston right. But I'm not going to be the one to find out when. Every week, there's value on Houston. Every week, they don't cover because Houston just is bad. They are a bad team. So I couldn't believe they didn't cover last week either. Like, they got 30 to 15. They had the ball. All the momentum was on their side. Yeah, they had and a shot. Yeah, that was wild. So, yeah, I'm, I I want to be 
I want it back Houston because we all know that Watson's going to be rusty. It's going to be weird as hell for him playing back at his old stadium in his first game back in a regular season game in, what, two years? Yeah. Um, <sighs> I don't know. I can't can't tell the people to do it. I mean, maybe I'll be the, I'll do the coward move and just take the three and a half to four first half and just hope Watson comes out rusty. But full game spread wise, I just there's no way Chad on Sunday could be like we're getting Houston in the contest. I just oh I just don't see God it no 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 no. That's what I mean. This so I wouldn't even give it out people to bet because it's not going to make my big five betting wise. All right, we still owe people a foxhole assignment says and an exact decision as we run through the lineup here. I was just thinking about, do I want to make the Titans my exact decision? Was I so thrown by our conversation in which you're on the Eagles that I forgot to line them up as the exact decision? I don't know. I might have to go back to it. You should do it. The, and you should say that you, after you bet, you got to say, and the sports books are my friends and they want to give me money. You know what? <laughs> I don't need your attitude. That line stinks. You know it stinks. I don't need you being mean to me in the spirit of the holidays. The holidays are over, bitch. Come on, man. The holidays are coming up. We got Hanukkah. We got Christmas. We got so much to look forward to. Hashtag gratitude. Come on, Simon. Jets <laughs> on the road at the Vikings. Jets are three-point underdogs in a 1 p.m. game in Minnesota with Mike White at quarterback. The headlines, I love the New York Post. I read it eight times a day. <laughs> the headlines yesterday, Mike White is the savior. We got a quarterback. He threw four touchdowns in the rain against a terrible, terrible defense that lost the only guy who could do anything, and he wasn't even that good in Eddie Jackson. So part of me just wants to bet the Vikings because they should be six-point favorites against Mike White now going to play against a real team on the road, not at home. I agree. I, I, I want to take the Vikings here. I probably will. I would say the line's kind of respected to the the Jets' defense to me. That's where yep. the respect is coming from, where Mike White, everyone else saw that game too, where, I mean, I was locked in. We th- we were That was one of our bigger games. Yeah. Um, he had a bunch of drop picks, and he had a really tight window throws where the Bears' defense were right there, and it kind of you know it was a 50-50 ball, and I would say 9 out of 10 of the 50-50 balls he threw were caught by the Jets. The Jets do have good receivers, so – um, looking at this matchup, I feel like Chad talked about it where I, I want to take the Vikings. I like Kirk at home in these 1 p.m. games, especially the fact that it's Mike White on the road after a huge win at home. Um, what they win by 21. I mean, they, yeah. they kind of, yeah, they dominated the Bears in that game. So extended rest as well for this Vikings team after playing on a Thursday. Just a bunch of little things that make me want to take the Vikings, but. The luck. The only thing that gives me pause is our luck metric, where I look at their luck rankings all the time that we have at our company, and the, the Vikings are by far the luckiest team. Oh it's, God, yeah. It, it just keeps going their way. So um, last week too. Yeah. So we'll wait and see. Maybe we'll be able to get two and a half. That's the only reason I'm not making this. My Simon says because I'm hoping to get a two and a half on it. So just wait, see if the value will come down. Maybe the pros will do us a favor and bet the Jets, but. It's just hard for me to back Mike White on the road here after he got so lucky last week against a Bears team that, like Chad just said, they got major issues. This Vikings team, their their defense played bad against uh, uh, Mack and the Patriots offense. I could see them bouncing back after an extended 10 days to get right. Pittsburgh Steelers just beat the Indianapolis Colts. I, I, I think it's fair to say uh, you and I, 
at least I, I'm a Kenny Pickett fan. I've liked what I've seen from him. Admittedly, did not watch a minute of the game last night, but I've read the stories and looked in the box score and I've just continued to be impressed with this guy as a gamer. We love them coming out of the bye against the Saints. It worked for us. Uh, we knew going against the Bengals, it was a bad side, um, but he still played really well in that game. I think he's a really interesting player. The Steelers with TJ Watt are just a much better team. Yeah. But the Steelers, like basically it's the, the line against the Falcons. I, I should have said they're visiting the Falcons right now. Plus one right now. I mean, was your initial reaction just to blindly take the Steelers? No, it was take the Falcons. Yeah. I would say that was my first feeling too, is just to take the Falcons in a matchup where I do think the Falcons let one go last week. They they should have won that one. They played so well in that game against the Commanders. They really did. It was like Matt Mitchell even texted about it. It's like you ran the ball all the way downfield and then you throw it at the end there. It just ah Arthur Arthur Smith sometimes, man. He just tries to be so damn smart. Um I, I'm with you, Chad. I really want to take Atlanta here, but I just I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on this game this week. I know it's, it sounds crazy to people because I never really pass, but I don't really get the value on this line. To me, I make the game one. Both these teams, I don't know what I'm getting. Like sometimes Kenny Pickett has incredible halves, and then he'll do nothing for another half. He's just a rookie that's inconsistent. And Mariota, man, I don't know what I'm getting from him ever. Like he is, <laughs> he is a wild card. It, like again, you go through their schedule, they easily easily could be leading this division by two or three games. And they just had so many close games. They couldn't pull out. I like Atlanta as a big dog. I Like we took them last week, a four and a half. That's where I'm comfortable with Atlanta. Anything over three, I'm comfortable with Atlanta. Anything under three at home against a bad team. I usually back Atlanta for some reason, this game's giving me pause. So as you sit here on Tuesday, I just, I don't have an opinion yet on this one. All right. Well, that's fair. That's, that's fair. You know what, Simon, that's fair and honest. That's all <laughs> we can ask for. This is going to sound crazy. The next game up, the Broncos, plus eight and a half, visiting the Ravens. Look, we know the Broncos. They are fucking dreadful on offense. And their defense didn't play great against the Carolina Panthers. But I do think this Ravens team is in trouble. And offensively, they don't look right. Mark Andrews has not fully recovered from his injuries. Uh, they are missing players on the edges. Uh, their running game is really challenged right now. Lamar Jackson has been wildly inconsistent. That is a big, big number against a really, really good defense in the Broncos. Mm. What are we what are we supposed to do? Like Chad just said, we're we're supposed to take the Broncos. This is the low we're of the supposed low. To, we're supposed to get in the foxhole with the Broncos. Oh, God. Don't do this to our fans. <laughs> don't do this to them. No. You you want to make it this? Well, I'm looking down like the rest Making of the list. exact decisions, these people. Because <laughs> I am not. I don't think I could get in the foxhole with you on it. I've been making too much money fading the Broncos and taking the under. It's been one of my more enjoyable experiences this year. You just take the other side. And you take the under. Um, You're going to fade the Broncos at eight and a half. I, I don't know what the hell to do with it because I, I they're sucking me in. They're like everything you just said about the Ravens is so damn true. That's why I like the Jaguars. They have major issues. Their left tackle was out and Stanley. Yeah, Mark Andrews, like you just said, does not look right. They don't have a true number one receiver right now since Bateman's gone out. So, oh god, Chad's right. 
Like I, I, I should because t- I haven't bet this this week, and I looked at the number, and it is good. I got it at six and a half because again, a lot of injuries to this Baltimore team right now. Where Denver, their excuses aren't they? Of course, every team has injuries, but their excuses aren't injuries. It's all Russell Wilson. So, ah oh man, that's my issue here. It's like I just. I can't do it to people. He's shown me nothing to deserve me putting money on him. Um, and I, at this point in the season, I make decisions like that where it's like, fucking show me something before I put thousands of dollars on your corpse. Because that's what he is right now. He's a corpse, uh, Russell Wilson. So um, yeah. I can't I can't sign off on a foxhole in this one, Chad. Hmm. Interesting. Very <laughs> interesting. I feel like you are, uh, it's week 13 and you're kind of changing the script on me. And like, we're seeing all these professional numbers that we know we should take. And I don't know if it's what you've seen through the year or like some other kind of psychological bias, but the Patriots the Titans, the Broncos, these are all games in week five, they'd be an autoplay. And in week 13, we're seeing things differently. And I got to tell you, it worries me. Yeah, well, you're the amateur. The, well, gambling doesn't work. Exactly how Chad just explained hey, that does not listen work. to me. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, stop fucking calling me that because I'm it's not. true. You just said the most amateur thing I've ever heard said on this show. Whatever these lines are right here is irrelevant to what the lines are in week five. I just go week to week, brother. That's why I, that's how I do it. Like it doesn't matter what happened last week or the week before my adjustment is on the whole season. And I'm with you. I would love to back the Broncos here. Everything you just said is true. Like this is a good number. The book are giving us two free points. I just don't trust the books. They're laying traps at this point of the year. It's stinky lines. It was just like last week. You loved your little bears against the Jets. You said that's seven points. It's a lot Dude, of points. By the way, I never said I love the Bears against the Jets. You didn't want to take the Jets. That I didn't want to take the Jets because you we did didn't it. know who was playing quarterback yet. And I, I said what I said you, irrelevant. Yeah, but I'm just saying that's what it comes to a point of the season where there's a lot of things that don't even matter. You're just playing the situation. So I might get into it on a situational play with the Denver here, but I don't like it. I just do not like the juju of coming out of the Broncos. Like they got dominated by a Carolina team and Sam Darnold. That got absolutely dominated last week. So I just I it's just hard for me to back a team like this in this position. Is Juju a professional term or is that an amateur term? Could be both. Salty Chad. Commanders on the road at the Giants. Commanders are two point favorites. Simon says. Give me the Giants, plus two and a half. Hopefully you can get the plus three if you can find it, but it's been bet down to two and a half, two at a lot of books. Just a smart play in a Giants team that everyone hates and a Commanders team that everyone loves. And a, a matchup of what does the Giants do? They run the ball. And we've seen Washington, even Atlanta, was able to run on them. Teams have been able to run on this Washington team. And Chase Young, he's not good against throwing. He's a pass rusher. So I could care less if he's coming back this week in a matchup of desperation for this Giants team they've had us they they are on a slide right now they've lost two straight lost to Detroit the Cowboys this is a good game for them to get right against a commander's team that we already talked about it's in their last seven games are six and one like Heineke has been on an absolute tear they're gonna get caught up eventually and this is where they do them being a favorite on the road in a divisional game 
that's crazy to me. And the fact that the public loves them here, that's what gives me hope he might be able to get the three. But I'd grab the two and a half now just in case this does go down to one as the pros are going to come in on the Giants because it's it's just a good spot to take a Giants team that's undervalued right now. Yeah, couldn't agree more. It makes no sense to me. I'm As I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, are there too many Giants injuries? What is the reason? It just doesn't make any sense at all that the commanders have this much respect. Having seen, we've bet them a lot this year, watched a lot of their games. Having seen how they win their games, even that Eagles game where they dominated, they got a lot of luck in that game. Uh, so all of a sudden, Taylor Heineke being a road favorite doesn't quite make sense to me. No. Dolphins, four and a half point underdogs on the road at San Francisco. This line has been moving. It has been moving. We talked about it on Green Dot Daily earlier today. Uh, when we first started talking about it, it was three and a half at our 930 meeting. By the time we did our stuff an hour later, it was at four. Now it's at four and a half. Well, it's three and a half at FanDuel. It is. Um, yeah. And I I I stupidly wanted to take Miami. I got sucked in on the points. Um had a had a nice phone call after we did our live show this morning and got a lot of shit for it. Apparently I'm an idiot. I don't know what to do here. I I, I want to make this our foxhole bet on the 49ers because oh. The public loves Miami, and I'm apparently part of the public because I was getting sucked in. Where the 49ers, they're healthy. They're completely healthy on defense now. We've seen how their offense is dominated. And last week, they shouldn't have covered. Like, that was a really bad game by them. Do we see them laying two stinkers in a row? And I, I feel like that was a fair question that got proposed to me. That's They're a well-coached team, this 49ers. So Miami's been on absolute tear. But like me and Chad talked about earlier this week, earlier today, who have they played? And Chad talked about them picking them to miss the playoffs or them just not to win the division. I think that's a fair play because they beat up on bad teams these last couple of weeks. And now they're about to get in a really hard part of their schedule. And this is one of the tougher games they're going to face all year. So I, I won't lie to you people. I like Miami coming into it. And it seems like I'm just a little too excited about a team that really hasn't proven what their worth is at this point. So um, I, I'm flip-flopping here, but I'm going to end up on 49ers in the sense that I know a really smart group who's taking a position on the 49ers at three, three and a half. Um, so it's no surprise. Like Chad said, there's a couple of books of the four and a half at this point. Some books still at three and a half. Just shop around and try to find value on this line. Uh, I love it as the foxhole. We've got a, uh, we've got a new supporter in the foxhole. Matt Mitchell's going to play a drop for everybody. Oh. Our old friend, Patrick Beverly. You know me, regardless of what's going on, I'm a foxhole guy. I commit to a team. I commit to a city. Uh, I'm a foxhole guy. 49ers, minus three and a half, in the foxhole. <laughs> and that is an amazing drop that Matt Mitchell found. Uh, let me give you some stats to back up what you were saying. And and I talked about some of this on Green Dot Daily this morning when I was talking about how I don't like me Miami for Miami. the rest of the year. Don't like Miami for the rest of the year. The past six games... Home versus Houston, home versus Cleveland, at Chicago, at Detroit, home versus Pittsburgh, home versus Minnesota. The next six games, at San Francisco, at the LA Chargers, at the Buffalo Bills, home versus Green Bay, at New England, home versus the Jets. They're going on the road in December against really good teams. 
really competitive teams. So this is going to be a different look for Miami than we've seen the previous six weeks. Love the Niners in this spot. I'm glad you've come around. Glad we're putting them <laughs> in the foxhole. Yeah. Uh, my biggest fear is that Kyle Shanahan as a favorite at home is not very good. Yeah. Now, again, you said it. He got away with one last week, and I totally agree. Like, they should not have covered that game. Um, but laws of averages, maybe he's finally turning the corner, Chad. Um, we can pay to see him do it. But it, what is this, the game of the week? I, I feel like this is probably the best matchup of the week of two teams that whoever wins this is going to prove a lot to, I don't know about Chad, but me especially, that, okay, now I can start believing these teams because neither of them have really played any good competition these last couple of weeks. Well, there's one more game that's going to be my executive decision that I think is going to be an even better game. Seahawks. No, this isn't it, by the way. Seahawks <laughs> visiting the Los Angeles Rams. The Man, they are falling apart. They're eight-point underdogs at home against the Seahawks right now. I, I mean... You know what to do. You listen, this is when you listen to the book. Well, I was impressed with the Rams. Like, yeah. they, they, they played really well against the Chiefs. They played Chiefs, well. They, the Chiefs only covered by kicking a field goal in the final minutes <laughs> yeah. of the game. So, But that was like that was why you talked about not wanting to take the Chiefs, and I couldn't fight you on where it's like those huge spreads, you need so much luck to cover those big spreads because yep. football is so hard. And this Rams team, me and Chad talk all the time about buying teams at the lowest point. That's why he wants to take the Broncos this week, which is, I'm telling you, this is probably the smart play because you're buying at the lowest point. This is as low as it gets for this this Rams team. Doesn't get any lower. They're they might be out down Aaron Donald now in this game. We already know they're out the receivers. It's as low as it gets, but we've seen the weakness in the Seahawks team. The running, they cannot stop the run. And we know what the Rams want to do. They want to run the ball, especially now they have a running quarterback in there for Stafford. So as long as Stafford doesn't rush back and come for this game, I know that sounds weird. I'd rather have the running quarterback in this game against the Seahawks defense. I'll take the seven and a half. Hopefully it gets back to eight. Um, that'd be a eight. good number. Vandal's got it at eight. Grab the eight then. Because it's just professionals are going to take this number in the sense that you have a divisional home dog that as bad as they have looked, this Rams team, it's still McVeigh that can scheme up a way to run the ball against a really bad stopping the run defense in the Seahawks. So this big of a number, this is in the middle of the season, the Seahawks. Like they're on a roll for a while there. You've kind of seen them come back down to earth these last couple of weeks. We got obviously caught with it last week. Same thing this week. I think this line's too, too high for a Seahawks team. The fact that the public is going to be all over this, right? They're going to be teasing this number, everything. So we in every pub, Joe Public's money line parlay taking the Seahawks here. Um, I'll gladly take the value on the eight with this Rams team. Yep. hundred. hundred percent. Our favorite team to fade on the road as a favorite, the Los Angeles Chargers, are on the road as a favorite against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the number right now is one and a half. The Raiders are one and a half point underdogs. The Chargers nearly gave it away against the Cardinals, yeah. uh, pulled one out, and the Raiders did exactly the opposite, beating up on the Seahawks <laughs> in the uh, overtime with Josh Jacobs gaining 800,000 yards in the game. It's a pro Joe game. Tickets are on not, the Chargers. Not, not your exact decision? No. Oh, fuck. Love Vegas here. Yeah, gonna I love Chad, it. I love Vegas here. Yeah, going to make Chad force this one in on Sunday. Well, hopefully we'll get two and a half. That'd be amazing because two, such a lame number. Um, 
I fucking hate pushes. So hopefully they give us two and a half. I don't think we'll get there because the tickets are on the Chargers, but the money is big on the Raiders. And it should be. Just like the Cardinals last week, like I I understood. I got a lot of pissed off people telling me all the stats about Kingsbury after November, Kingsbury at home. And it was a simple thing where I kept saying the Chargers just can't be favorites. They just can't be because whenever they win games, they always win by one or two points. That's just how they are. And that's just up to bad coaching. That's what I think it is with this Chargers team. They have the talent. They just don't have the coaching. And they don't have the players. And their biggest issue right now is that the D-tackle position at defense. They're they're an historically bad team against the run this year, historically. Like, the numbers they give up on the ground is out of this world. We just saw the Raiders, what they want to do. They want to run the ball, Josh Jacobs. And I know he's got injuries, right? He's banged up. He's he's resting all week. They say he's not going to practice all week. He's full of go. Me and, Chad are, me and Chad are catching over one and a half with this Raiders team at home. No-brainer play. I'll definitely take them here. It's it's terrifying now that I'm thinking about uh, back in Josh McDaniels. But I feel like Chad knows, like, this is the right spot, right? We're getting a home divisional dog and a team that wants to run the ball against a team that just can't stop the run and the Chargers. And there's no one coming in to stop that. They're, they are what they are. They're not adding anyone to that D-tackle position. So, yeah, give me, give me the Raiders here. Yeah, uh, I like that one a lot. We're building a nice little list here of, of games. Yeah, that we we'll like. get there, baby, through the thick and thin, Chad. We'll through figure thick it and out. Thin. Vikes we like, the Giants we like, the Niners we like, the Rams we like, the Raiders we like. And then it comes to the executive decision. What you got? The Kansas City Chiefs visiting the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals, two and a half point underdogs at home. We're ED and the fuck out of the Bengals right now. <laughs> the choice between the unthinkable and the impossible. Now you have your orders. Execute them. Executive decision. This just makes, I mean, I know why. Yeah. But this Bengals team, look, we love them in a very strange situation when you normally wouldn't love them a couple weeks ago as road favorites against the Steelers. Yeah. In a shootout, they won. We love them this past weekend as short road favorites against Tennessee. Tight game, defensive battle. You love the under. They had a lot of things go against them. They yeah. pulled it out. Joe Burrow is fucking awesome. And this defense is just better with DJ Reader playing and likely to get Joe Mixon back. The Bengals should not be underdogs in this game. Yeah, and you were all over the Bengals last year in this game when these two teams played. I went against it, got burned. The following week, yeah, it's I, I don't want to I don't want to go overboard on my love for Cincy right now, but it is a Joe Burrow thing. I, I do think he's ascended now to be in that conversation as a top five guy. He's just he's cool, man. He is Joe cool. He lost his number one weapon, in, number one weapon in Jamal Chase. Kept going out there, kept producing, kept doing better. He's gotten better. Yeah, lost Joe Mixon against, you know, and one of the biggest Best games of the year. Best defense in the NFL. Got yeah. better. <laughs> yeah, it's just he's just so good at adjusting to what he has in front of him. Now Chase is coming back against the biggest weakness of this Chiefs team. Their secondary is filled with rookies and second-year players. That's their biggest Achilles heel this year, biggest Achilles heel this year. So the, the thing you want to do against them is go downfield with your big-body guys. And we saw the Chargers team with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, really take it to this Chiefs defense. They struggled against those guys. And they got lucky when Mike Williams went out with an injury in that game. This 
you got T Higgins here and you got Jamar Chase. Those are a big body guys who are going to get downfield with speed. So looking up a matchup, which I just talked about, I wanted to make this my green dot daily pick this morning, but it wasn't at three. I wanted the plus three. Now I'm looking at it in the app right now. I don't think it's going to get there. I do think it's nope. going to drop down to two um, despite the public coming in so heavy on uh, the chiefs and they have trends back in it. Historically, Betty Mahomes under a field goal has been very profitable. That's that's a nice spot to be in taking him under a field goal. But looking at this Chiefs team, if you go through all their games, all their wins are really close. Uh, they've had a couple couple of big blowouts, but if you go through it, like I'm looking at right now, most of their wins are by three, or especially when they play against teams that can put up points. They they just stay in these games because their defense really can't get stopped. So. Yeah, with, with, with Chad, I'm going to back it here. I, I'll be all over Cincy with them. Hopefully we can get to the three, but at two and a half, I still think you're getting a good key number with the Cincy team. I don't think we're going to get to three. Uh, yeah. I think they're all already giving you reduced juice on two and a half, begging you to take it at two and a half. So. But it has been interesting with, with the World Cup and all these other sports going on. Sometimes you can wait in the big money, like Joe Public, everyone comes in heavy Saturday night, Sunday morning. Sometimes you, you are able to get a bump up. I would grab the two and a half now just to be safe in case it does drop to two, because that is a key number. Um, the other thing that's really interesting to me uh, about this Cincinnati team is you mentioned Joe Burrow the other day watching the games with my kid. I said, name the most enjoyable quarterbacks to watch. Not necessarily the best, like the guys <laughs> who are just the most fun to watch. And to me, it was obviously Justin Fields, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. And my kid said to me, Kyler Murray. And I said, I don't love watching Kyler Murray. You know why? He doesn't play with any joy. He just looks mad the whole time. Whereas the other guys, they look like they're having fun. They look like their kids playing in the backyard, just loving what they're doing. And well, Joe Burrow has that to me. You left off your boy, the guy you bet on for MVP. Jalen Hurts, number two in MVP ratings right now. Love Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Love I feel Jaylen. like he's he's up there with these guys now. The he's five. Stuff, he's five. Yeah, the stuff he can do running though, like but coming in the year, um, I just never envisioned what he would turn into. And this year, it's I'm comfortable with saying it. He's he's an elite guy at what he can do, which is running the ball. How do you feel about my Kyler Murray take? I just I, I've been out on Kyler in the sense that I just think his attitude's such shit. Which so I agree with your sense that he doesn't look like he's having fun, but we'll see. I don't, I don't want to put too much on him. Um, it could be a Kingsbury thing, but it, just the way he talks to Hopkins, he seems like a kid that never got the shit kicked out of him. And you could just tell Hopkins like looked at him like I'm about to beat the shit out of this little dude, and he didn't because he's obviously his quarterback. But there's certain things he says that just rubs you the wrong way, and it's the same thing with Zach Wilson. Like all ex players shit on Zach Wilson all last week. And then this week, the Jets win, and you could not interview a Jets player in that locker room that didn't speak so highly of Mike uh, Mike White, how much yeah. they like Mike White, how much of a team guy he is. And that's just shade, 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 throwing at Zach. Oh, Wilson. yeah. So the quarterback position, if they if guys even get a whiff of you being a little stuck-up asshole, they're out. And I feel like that's a, that's a big problem right now with Kyler and his teammates. Lots of listeners are asking us about show merch because who wouldn't want a T-shirt with – my face and Simon's face on it. It has arrived. Just visit thevolume.com slash the dash favorites. Code faves20 gets you 20% off today through Thursday. Whew. The Indianapolis Colts are 11 point underdogs at the Dallas Cowboys. God damn it, Chad. Do we have to do this? 
I mean, <laughs> look, you wrote the fucking book. You I told did. me. It's, it's, it's not written, though. You take the Colts. I hate it. Just like all you hate it. It's not a contest play. No, it's been here on Tuesday. I say it's not, but we'll see because that's crazy. That's a crazy number for a Dallas team that cannot stop the run. Like, they are bad against they run. That is a major issue. So a team that is bad against the run, I always like other teams that can run the ball dominantly, and that's what this Colts team can do. They can't pass the ball dominantly. That's not a strength of theirs. But they make it work with the two-headed monster in the backfield. And Jonathan Taylor's looked better these last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, the, the love of the public for the Cowboys is interesting. Uh, I, I just I thought this number would be 10. I'm shocked to see it now, sitting here on Tuesday, all the way up to 11 at this point. But it makes sense. We saw the Colts look so bad last night against a Pittsburgh team at home. I guess it makes sense, the number. So the hesitation would just be Matt Ryan looked cooked last night. I think he started the game 1-8. and eight um passing he's just he's so up and down you don't know what you're getting week to week and that's the hardest part getting a read on this Colts team it's like are you gonna get the team that took the Chiefs to the end and they beat them straight up and took the Eagles to a one-point game or are you gonna get the Colts team that just looks anemic for a whole half because they can't move the ball um it, 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 that is a tough one so my my heart says go with the go with the Colts right now because you're getting the value but I feel like that's a fair point that Chad said like this probably won't be one of our five all right, last game of the week. The uh, New Orleans Saints broke our heart this past week. On the road is four-point underdogs at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No strong opinion on this game right now. <sighs> I say Tampa in the sense that you're getting them off such a bad loss with Brady in a game they easily should have won. I mean, that was... I think fourth and 10, then Njoku touched down the back of the end zone. It just yep. an incredible run by that Browns team uh, to end that game. But I, I like Tampa in the sense that they're, they're, no one's going to be betting them. They just, I believe they just lost their left tackle. Um, it, it feels like a lonely favorite that I'll be taking here, that no one's going to be betting. Everyone will just take the Saints as the dog in a matchup between two teams that are pretty equal. I make this line three and a half. No value either way. Um, if you could get a four, I guess you could go Saints. I just I just wouldn't do it. Um, Andy Dalton, we've seen him burn me and Chad two different times this year in primetime. Uh, he has been anemic in primetime. He just can't can't make throws. Um, yeah, don't don't think this would be one of my bigger bets. But the more I'm looking at, it, the more I'm thinking to myself like this. This usually is a time you take Tampa at home against an indoor team that's struggling offensively and. I would love to say their defense was the reason that the 49ers struggled so much, uh, but that was just a Jimmy Garoppolo shooting himself in the foot kind of game where Tom doesn't usually do that. Uh, the Saints historically have done that against him, but this year he might have broke the curse. He beat them earlier. I think it was week two or week three. Me and Chad were on the other side of a bad Jameis Winston pick six in that game. Um, who knows? It could be Jameis this week. I've heard some rumblings. It might be Jameis. But as we sit here right now, it's Andy Dalton, so I'd back Tampa. Matt Mitchell uh, is going to be out of town next week, and he will be uh, in Vegas for this game. So hopefully later in the week, we will develop a strong enough opinion to give him something to root for. We'll try, but I feel like you agree with me, Chess. Probably won't be one of our five. No, no, no. There's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there are certain spots in which you want to back the Saints. Saints is like a short road dog. The only thing that makes me 
lean a little bit Saints is that divisional game, like at four, you know, you play the percentages and go with the the uh with the dog. But this Saints team like can be anemic offensively, like we saw it. And so it's tough. It's a tough one. I don't have a strong opinion on it. I'm, I, and it might not happen, Matt Mitchell. It just might not happen. Um, and that's and that's kind of how it is where you're picking games on Tuesday. It's like, yeah, we're, we're still trying to figure out certain matchups of, uh, you know, got like <laughs> we just got so burned from New Orleans. It is hard for me to just be like, yeah, take New Orleans <laughs> here where they did everything they could to not cover that game last week. It still is hard for me to even start logging bets again. I'm so Pissed off about it. <laughs> so upset about it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So our Man, we're, foxhole, not, we're not used to losing this year. It's been a good we're year. We're not. That's the problem. Foxhole 49ers minus three and a half. Simon says Giants plus two and a half. The exact decision, Cincy plus two and a half. Our leans right now. Vikes minus three, but we're hoping it gets down to two and a half. Giants plus two and a half. Niners minus three and a half. Rams plus eight. Raiders plus two. Cincy plus two and a half. We're keeping an eye on the Colts. Turned up to a Spinal Tap sponsored 11. <laughs> um, we'll be back on Thursday. I know we will, Simon. For Simon Hunter, for Matt Mitchell, I am Chad Millman. This has been The Favorites from the Volume Podcast Network. Download from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Listen to the podcast all the way to the end. Until next time, love you.